Hi guys, this is Joseph. Welcome to the Jesus Cast with Joseph M. This is a Christian podcast dedicated at casting Jesus to the world through teaching the word of God for instilling biblical knowledge, increasing faith, and helping you discover your purpose in God. May you enjoy the sermon. Receive my humble greetings today in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to another episode of the Jesus Cast podcast. My name is Joseph and I'm going to be your host for the day. Uh, we are starting a new series. We will be doing the series for a couple of weeks and the name of the series is called Compromised. Compromised because one of the things that I've come to identify in life is that we fall into these traps that compromise who we are, that compromise our dreams, that compromise our goals. Ultimately, they lead to us not being able to fulfill what God has called us to or what God wants us to become. And so we, it, we felt it was important that we discuss this. And obviously with an understanding that compromise can be good and it can be bad, but we will be looking at the bad side of compromise in the series from today on until the end of the series which will probably be at the end of the month so yeah i look forward to sharing this wonderful message with you guys and i hope that it will transform your lives it will change your lives as you listen to it some of you probably have been compromised and you didn't even know that you're compromised so i'm hoping that throughout the series we will find a way to help you get out of the compromise amen so so yeah uh today's episode though we're going to be discussing a character-based type of a compromise uh, because sometimes people can get tiring I will not lie to you sometimes people can push you to the limit so far that we end up getting to a point where we are tired and we just lose it and today we're gonna be looking at what the Bible says about our character and what it actually means to have a compromised character and we're gonna be reading from Genesis chapter 3 uh, verses 1 through 13 and it reads as follows now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of, it, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the, of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to be, my, to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. 
And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before your throne and we humble ourselves. We know that, God, this is your message, and God, we trust you to allow us, Lord, to share this message in the best possible way, according to your will and your purpose, Father, not our own, according to your way, Lord, and not our own. In Jesus' name, Father. We are only vessels for this, Father God, people in this world, Father. We are vessels that carries your weight. And we believe, Jehovah, that God, your weight, will transform lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. So, yeah, we've been reading from uh, Genesis chapter 3. And it's a very famous passage in scripture uh, because it speaks about what happened in the beginning when God, after God had created heaven, I mean, after God had created the earth and everything was well, everything was good. And then he created man in his image and man with the help of the, of the serpent decided that it was good for them to eat from the tree because the tree looked good. It looked like something that they could eat. It looked very nice on the eye. And so they ate it. And with that being said, this was the beginning of what I would call a character compromise. This was the start of us being able to fall, to easily fall into compromising our character. Now, let's start. Adam and Eve were proper. They had a good relationship with God. They were perfect in the garden with God. In fact, God had a great relationship with them as per this passage that we just read god took a walk in the garden and as it seems it was a daily thing you know it was it was his thing he would just walk in the garden and he was friends with them okay and the serpent on the other hand was a crafty animal it was more cunning than any other animal as the bible tells us and because of its cunningness it felt that it was not enough that it was cunning alone it needed to get more people on its side in a way and because of that it approaches the first two people on earth and says to them did God say that you should not eat from the tree and yeah God did say that and now the serpent says the only reason why God told you that is because he knows that you'll live forever if you eat from it and one of the things that I identified from this passage is the compromise of our character starts with starts with us not knowing who we are if you don't understand who you are you are easy to compromise your character you are easy to change who you are because of other people you are easy you are easily manipulated into becoming what other people want you to become than what God has called you to become and this is what we see from from Eve and this scenario that the minute the serpent comes to her because she doesn't get who she is mind you according to how this is phrased adam and eve were gonna live forever in fact we were all gonna live forever because the punishment that comes after that god tells them that they would die so basically they didn't understand themselves they didn't know themselves so they lost their relationship with God they lost everything that God had planned for them because they accepted something from someone that was not supposed to be theirs God had already told them do not eat from that tree but they decided 
no, it's fine. We'll take that chance. And I know that there are many of us who take the chance that it's only one time. I can, you know, do this only once. I can change like this only once. It's not going to affect me forever. But sometimes when you compromise your character, it becomes an eternal compromise just as it is an eternal compromise that Adam and Eve have left us with. We would not know anything about sin if Adam and Eve did not eat from that tree. In fact, we would not know what death is if Adam and Eve did not eat from that tree. There are so many things that we would not be aware of unless Adam and Eve decided that, okay, we will not eat from this tree. We will obey what God had told us to obey and life would be completely different from us, but for us, but they chose to eat. Okay. Now, let me back. Let me, let me step back a little bit. Okay. So what is a compromise? In this instance, a compromise is to allow your principles to be less strong or your standards or morals to be lower. Okay. God set a principle for them. Don't eat from that tree, but they ate. And that principle that God had set for them became lower and that standard dropped. And because of that, they had to suffer the consequences. And because of those consequences, everyone else that followed after them suffered consequence. See, <laughs> death between Cain and Abel would not have happened if their parents did not eat from that tree. Moving on. What is character? Okay. So character is the mental or moral qualities distinctive to an individual. Okay. They are mental. So it's something that you think of. It's how you think, how you react to things. Okay. And moral also how you respond to people, how you treat other people. It's more of being respectful, your mannerism, uh, your intellect as well. All of these things can be compromised by any and everything but as a Christian Jesus Christ is our example of what a perfect character is supposed to be like as a believer of Christ as Jesus Christ preaches his messages I've already said that in every one of the parables that Christ preached on in every time that Christ preached about the kingdom of God he was actually preaching character more than anything else. He was actually telling us, this is how you should be. This is how you should live. This is how you should practice life with other people. And one of the most important characters that I've seen Christ preach of is love. And Christ tells us in Matthew chapter 5, uh, towards the very end, that uh, love your neighbors. He says, love your enemies as well. He says, uh, and if you love your enemies, okay, now, uh, most of us would think I cannot love people that don't love me I cannot love people that hate me but Jesus Christ tells us that but what reward is there for you if you only love people that love you so love everyone and you know what he says to us at the end he says that and if you show them love okay that is what would be considered as perfection okay and that's what I've always seen that love is the ultimate goal to perfection if you love people perfection will be there because you cannot kill people you love you cannot lie to people you love you cannot steal from people you love 
all of these things, all the other Ten Commandments that had been put here on earth to help us because we had lost our character, they can be cancelled out by one act, which is love. The Bible also tells us that love covers a multitude of sins. See, it covers a multitude of sins because all of the other sins you wouldn't even commit if you had love. In Galatians chapter 5, uh, Paul sums up what a perfect character is. And this is a character that is based on the Holy Spirit, obviously. It's not something that we can generate by ourselves. It's something that the Holy Spirit produces in us. It's what the Holy Spirit grows in us. And he says, uh, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And he says, against such there is no law. And those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not be con become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. I want to discuss these three points. Okay. And I think it's really, really important that we get to understand them so that we actually get to be in the same spirit with Christ okay one is he says let us not just just the last part he says let us not become conceited provoking one another envying one another now this is what it looks like to be compromised when your character is compromised you are conceited okay so there's a whole definition about what the word conceited means okay I'm gonna give it to you now now, this word says I become envious to a point that uh, I'm actually too proud of myself. Okay, I'm self-dependent. I'm self-reliant. Uh, I see everyone else as less than what I am. I disrespect other people. I look at other people from an egoistic point of view so I have a huge ego so because of that I don't see anyone else but myself okay so this word means in general to be excessively proud of oneself Bang. okay uh, so it has synonyms about a lot of them so I'm gonna just list a few of them it says you are narcissistic you are pleased with oneself you are self-loving uh, obviously in love with oneself uh, you are self-admiring self-regarding self-centered egotistic egotistical egoistic okay all the ego things all the ego words uh, you see yourself as more important than others uh, you the way schmug you're schmug <laughs> you're complacent uh, you're snobbish uh, okay let's, let, let's just keep going but in general, this word means you have no regard for other people in general. When you look at other people, you don't see them, you just see yourself. And your character is compromised because Christ was compassion towards other people. In fact, if you go back to read through the, the book of uh, Mark, Luke, 
James and John, you will realize that every time Christ came in the midst of people, he would feel their pain, he would see their pain, and he would not pay attention to himself, but he would pay attention to them. So he would have compassion for everyone else around him. But people who are compromised usually don't care about other people. People who are compromised usually just look at themselves and say, I'm cool as myself and I will live alone. They're provoking, that's number two, which means that every time they see other people, they would rather start a fight with them than anything. They just wanna start fights with people. Every time they are around people, they wanna, there's always chaos around them. And the chaos is started by them. They envy other people and not in a good way, okay? So when someone does something, they wanna outdo that person from the basis of their envy, not because they want to achieve greatness and the outcomes of all of this okay of being conceited provoking and envying of other people okay uh, firstly we look at Adam and Eve and the proof that they are compromised okay is that the minute God comes to them they go in hiding so you know that they are compromised because even they feel the guilt and the shame of it. And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna speak about the part of guilt and shame later, but I wanna, I wanna focus on the idea that some of us, when we get compromised, we say words such as, I'm tired of being good. I keep doing good things for people, but they give nothing back to me. I'm tired of this place. I hate everyone. I'm sure you've heard of words such as, uh, of the phrase, had people had people. This phrase comes from a compromised character. Someone gets hurt in their life and they feel like because I've been hurt, it's okay for me to hurt other people. But it's not, it's not. The Bible tells us do not return evil for evil. That by itself tells you that just because someone hurts you does not mean that you should hurt them back. Most people that have been compromised are unforgiving. So you do something to them, they'll never forgive you. They'll never ever forgive you. They will hate you for the rest of your life. They find it hard to build solid relationships with other people because they feel like if I get close to people, I'll get hurt, so I don't wanna get close to people. Or I'll hurt people. In fact, to an extent, people flee from them. As I said, they have no compassion or remorse for other people. They are envious, they are jealous. And my favorite part, <laughs> they tend to blame other people okay this is one of the biggest challenges of compromised people see adam and eve in the garden when god comes to them and they say it was the serpent oh adam says it was the woman you gave to me blame and the woman says it was the serpent blame and that's what we do when we are compromised we tend to blame others for our compromise 
one of the conversations that I would have with my wife is when you're in a toxic environment, it's easy for you to become toxic. When you are in a racist environment, sometimes it's easy for you to become the racist because the more racism you see, the more likely you are to hate on people that are racist and that makes you racist. Doesn't make you a hater, it makes you a racist person because now for every person who is of the same kind as that person, you will hate them on the basis that they are white or they are black or they are colored or they are Indian because they were racist towards you. And this is the same thing that happens in relationships. If one person hurts you and then another one hurts you, you feel like I'm tired of getting hurt, so I'm going to hurt other people as well. And this happens to a lot of us, okay? A lot of us, we go through this. Go through this. How do they say that? Do not let the bad in people take out the good in you. Always make sure that the good that is in you outweighs the bad that is in other people. Regardless of what happens, okay? Do not... And I'm saying this with a whole lot of passion, okay? Do not trade your goodness for bad, ever. And that's what this message is about. Ultimately, this is what this message is about. The fact that you're a good person and God has created you as a good person. God has created you to do good works and do not let anything that is contradictory to goodness change you into doing bad. Do not allow circumstances that other people put you in lead you to trading your, your good traits for bad ones, your good morals for bad ones. Okay, Do not let that happen to you. Do not allow it to happen to you because the minute you allow that to happen to you, you compromise your character. And when you compromise your character, there is no coming back, I tell you. Okay, maybe there is. There is. We all have second chances. God gives us second chances he's a god of second chances here's what i'm ultimately saying too many situations within our families with our friends with our neighbors with our colleagues or wherever in business or anything can lead us to compromising who we are can lead us to compromising what God has given us. And the compromise starts when someone suggests to you that you cannot be good forever. I always say, I've, I've, I've had people say, I'm not Jesus Christ, so I'm not going to tolerate this further than this. Truth is, Jesus Christ was actually showing you that this is possible. That is the whole point why Jesus Christ came on earth as a man if he wanted you to see the godly side of him he would have come in a different form he would not have come as a man if he wanted you to know that it was difficult for you to do good and do good forever in your life he would have come as a god who does good forever but he came as a man to show you that i can also be vulnerable to the things of the world and not fall into trap of them and this is the same for you. You can be, you can be exposed to such things. 
and not fall trapped to them. You can be exposed to people that hate and not become a hater. You can be exposed to people who are jealous and not become jealous. You can be exposed to people that are always angry and not be angry. You can be exposed to people that are envious and not be envious. In fact, you can be exposed to people that, that do evil towards you and you don't become evil towards them. In fact, as I would always say, the Bible tells us to love our enemies. So you may ask me, then how do I avoid being compromised? How do I live in a world where I don't allow people to compromise who I am, to compromise my standards, to compromise my morals, where I don't get to lower who I am for other people? Simple. Point number one, do not let the bad in others take out the good in you. When you read Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12 is a perfect example of how a Christian is supposed to be. It tells you about loving other people. It tells you about being hospitable. And then Paul goes and tells us about, you know, not hating on people. He tells us that when things are within your power to correct, correct them. He says, because of who you are, when peace is possible because of you, then get peace. Then make peace with other people. Do not hate other people. Not even your enemies, not even people that hate you, not even people that do bad to you. In fact, the, the Bible tells us that when you pray for them, you will heap a coal. Eh? What's the word? Okay, we'll read it. Romans chapter 12. But the, po the point I'm making is never allow the evil in others to take away the good that is in you. That is point number one. Point number two is distance yourself from any environment that has the potential of compromising your character. And this is important because if Adam and Eve had actually decided that serpent move away from us or they moved away from the serpent, the minute the serpent gave them the information, we wouldn't be where we are today. And this is why I keep saying, if that environment starts turning you, starts changing your character, starts compromising you, if you start getting angry because of where you are, if you start getting racist because of where you are, if you start mistreating people because of where you are move away from that environment the bible tells us that bad company corrupts good character so i ask what company are you keeping who's around you what kind of environment are you allowing yourself to be within and sometimes i get it you know i get it we we feel like i need this place i need to be here i need this person they are the only person I've ever loved, and but they're compromising you. Week in, week out, they're compromising you. And you've fallen so far into the compromise that you don't even recognize who you were before the compromise anymore. You've just become the person that's compromised. Here's what I'm saying. Some of us, our character could stay intact if only we leave the places that we are in. Point number three, focus on what the Bible says about you. 
Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 sums it up so well for us. Based on the fruit of the Spirit. That's who you are. That's who you're supposed to be. That's who you are supposed to reflect on a day-to-day basis. And all of those stem from the point of love. If you have love, all of those are possible. And I kid you not, loving is one of the most important character traits you could ever have. Because if you lose that, then you lose everything. Finally, focus on a heavenly reward than earthly rewards. Okay, this is important. Don't let your desire for an earthly reward lead you to compromising your character. Okay, having an expectation that people on earth won't disappoint us will often leave us in a condition where we think doing good for others isn't worth it. Okay. In fact, some people won't thank you for being good towards them. But remember that your reward is in heaven. And I think this is one of the things that get to us. The fact that I did good for you last week and I need a favor now, but you're not doing anything for me. So now I feel like, okay, so I'm not going to help you anymore. No, don't do that. The best form of teaching people how to be good people is to be good towards them. And one of the messages that we preached in the other weeks, I mentioned this, that saved people save people. When you come to a point where you understand your identity, you understand who Christ has called you to be, you understand the type of life that God wants you to live and you understand the character that God has instilled in you, the spirit of Christ that lives in you, that allows you to be a good person, that allows you to love people, that allows you to not be envious, not to be jealous, that allows you to stand out. That character can also be shared with other people. If bad people can corrupt us, then I am confident that we can corrupt them back with goodness. It's not supposed to be corrupt, but whatever. We can also touch people's lives and they will stop being bad people. And they will stop hating, they will stop being envious, they will stop doing all the things that contradict the word of God. And hear me out. There are people today who go to church on a weekly basis, who study the word like crazy, who pray like crazy. But when they hate you, they hate you for real. When they don't want to forgive you, they don't want to forgive you for real. And I'm going to tell you now, that does not rule them out from the kingdom of God. But their character is compromised nonetheless. And God wants you to pray for them instead of persecuting them. And we have a tendency of persecuting people like that in the church. We have a tendency of calling them out and making them look like they are less than what God has called them to be. It's important that in the same breath, the same spirit, we show them the same grace that God has shown us. We love them in the same way that God has shown us. And I'm speaking to you who has not been compromised yet. Okay, It is your duty to make sure that people who 
are compromised get to see God for who he is. And you can represent God in the best possible way. All I can tell you is, if you have been compromised and you're listening to this message and you've already been compromised and you know that you've been compromised and you know that at times when people showed you hate, you showed it back. Hell, I know that at some point I get compromised too. I get compromised because I'd be driving and someone cut me in and instead of praying for them, instead of saying good things about them, I'd curse them. And I know that this is not my character because the minute that they, they've moved on, I've forgiven them. But it does not change the fact that I cast them. And they know that I cast them and they won't forgive me probably. In fact, in the morning as I drove to the shop, I was trying to get into parking and this guy comes all the way from another side and he couldn't see there was a parking there because there was a big car standing and he sees that I'm parked indicating to get in there. I'm stop I, I stopped in the middle of the road indicating to get in. I was just waiting for him to pass. And this this guy <laughs> this guy he gets straight in the into the parking that I was waiting for. It was furious man. And I get off the car, we get into the same shop and I'm looking at him, I'm like, what kind of a person are you? But the Holy Spirit reminds me, don't let this person corrupt your character. Don't let his actions change who God wants you to be. And some of us have worked too hard to maintain a good character, but we let very little things to distract that. We let the pieces of things, you know, the smallest of things that happen in our lives to distract that. It's crazy because some days when someone cuts me and I'm like, it's not gonna change anything. Like they've cut me in. It's not like I hit them or anything like that. So let's move on. But sometimes it makes you angry. But the point is, that moment could easily corrupt your character could easily compromise who you are, could easily compromise the character, could easily take away the good that is in you. And at that moment, you are trading your goodness for a badness. And God does not want us to do that. The whole concept of Jesus Christ coming on earth is based on us having a good character. It's based on us living life as though heaven is here. And in heaven, there's no cussing in heaven there's no anger my man in heaven we love we care for people we have compassion in heaven we are gentle with people in heaven we don't return bad for bad we look at people with the same eyes of grace that christ looks at us with we treat people with the same compassion that christ treats us with And yeah, there are people who are way off. But that does not change the fact that God wants you to love them in the same way. All the same. And your good character is what will change their lives.
Here's a quote. It says, don't compromise your beliefs, your principles for the sake of being accepted. And one person also says, if we back down on this issue, our reputation will be compromised. By the way, this were business concept, business sentences, but I want I want I want to put them. You know, I want I want to give them to you today. I I I, I want to give them to you as a as a way to point you in the right direction. That as a Christian, you're a Christian, and your core is Christianity. There's nothing else for you. So your character is based on what Christ wants you to be and nothing else. It's not based on what the world sees. It's not based on what the world says. It's based on what Christ wants you to be. And that character should not be compromised for anything. And if you back down from that character that Christ has put in you, that the Holy Spirit has been working tirelessly, tirelessly for you to have, so that you can produce it in your heart. If you back down from that, you will compromise. You will compromise who you are as a Christian. Here's, 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 here's something that I discovered in life. Is a compromise will lead you to another compromise. And then another compromise. Now I'm, I'm, I'm going to probably in the next coming week, I'll be sharing on that. And I want us to look at it from that perspective that every time you compromise and people see your compromise, they will always say, but you compromised the last time so you can do it again. And that becomes a cycle of compromise. So eventually you become the person that you've compromised. I mean, you've compromised to instead of the person that you compromised from. I want to close okay I want to close and in conclusion this is what I'm going to say in this world there will be many instances that will lead you to being a bad person do not allow them but if you have I had to write this prayer down for you okay so if you're there and you feel that based on this message you've compromised your character if you feel like, okay, I moved away from what God has called me to be. I've changed and I want to go back to what God wants me to be and to live a life that God has called me to live. I want to be the person that God has called me to be. I want to be the good person that God wants me to be. I want to do good, not because I feel obligated to it, but I want to do good because I am a good person. Here's a prayer for you. I know you're probably driving or whatever, so I don't want you to close your eyes. Okay, I just want you to say this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for forgiving me. I know I lost my way, but I trust you to restore me. Today, I pray for complete restoration so that I may be what you want me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you're also there and you've just had this message for the first time in your life and you've not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you want to know about this Jesus, this Jesus that I keep speaking about as the main character, you know, as the character that uh, 
came to show us the best character and you want to know about him and you want to live a life the way he wants you to live to see the compassion and you want to experience it i want to do this prayer with you right now so please just follow me as well dear heavenly father i come before your throne i know i'm a sinner i know that i've lived life far from you in fact i've lived life according to the standards of the world today i come before your throne i humble myself as i receive jesus christ as my lord and savior today i declare with my mouth that he is lord over my life i speak today that my sins are forgiven i'm a new creation i'm born again in jesus name amen and amen amen uh, so yeah uh, thank you very much for tuning in as i close i'm going to close with prayer and then i hope that this message inspired you i hope that it grew your faith today and it transformed your life heavenly father we come before your throne we thank you that you love us we thank you that you care for us we pray today that lord each person that had this message was transformed by it. We pray that it wasn't just a message that was just in passing God. And maybe I'm not qualified to preach it to them, God, but I pray that you, O oh Lord, allow them to hear it nonetheless. And maybe I might have stuttered in the middle of the process, but I pray that the stuttering, O oh Lord, will not derail the message from getting to your people. I pray that God, you transform their lives and that God, you change them that they will get to a point where they want to live for you, that they want to worship you, God, that they will want to serve you and discover who you have called them to become. I pray that our character, Lord, remains a character that you want us to have and not the character that the world has instilled in us. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray. Amen and amen. tuning into the Jesus cast with Joseph M. We hope you had a great time with us and that you enjoyed the sermon. Our prayer is that the word fulfills you, that it increases your faith as well as your desire to serve God. We love you and God loves you. For more messages like this, please subscribe to the podcast and turn on your notifications. Thank you and goodbye. Thank you.